as somebody living with type 1 diabetes, increased exposure to vitamin C, not the one you're thinking of, can lead to an initial drop in blood glucose levels, followed by a delayed rise in blood glucose levels. And today, we're going to get into a bit of behind the scenes, why that happens, along with a supplement that I use that you might find helpful. If you don't know about what I'm talking about, then this might be a helpful episode for you. If you don't know who I am, my name is Matt Vandevecht. I'm a certified master fitness trainer and nutritionist, and I live with type 1 diabetes. And today, I'm going to share with you a personal experience that might knock your socks off. Let's get to it. I've spent the last 10 years pushing the limits while identifying trends and patterns in my type 1 diabetes management. Follow along as I learn, apply, and share the fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle strategies that I've learned from diabetes experts around the world. The real question is, how can we live fearlessly with diabetes while maintaining stable blood sugars? This podcast is here to give you the answer. My name is Matt Vandevecht, head coach and co-founder of FTF Warrior, and welcome to Part of My Pancreas. When I woke up today, I was supposed to go for my longest distance swim ever. If you don't know, I'm actually training for a triathlon right now, or my next triathlon, I should say. I've done a couple of them now. Um, I woke up, there was insulin on board that had been delivered by my pumps algorithm, and I was a little frustrated, but honestly, that was the, what do you call it, the hay that broke the camel's back or the needle, I don't know. Basically, I was already not wanting to go, and that was just an excuse for me, and I was like, that works. I'm not going to go. <laughs> so instead, uh, I woke up, got some work done on time, uh, even early. And as a result, my wife was like, hey, your workload seems a little low. Um, crazy thought. You want to go to the beach? And I was like, yeah. Like my daughter, who's 20 months old, um, I think we've taken her to the beach like three times. And we live in San Diego, which is like capital of the, the United States for the beach. Uh, so I was like, yeah, let's go. Let's do it. And I was like, you know what? I can still get my swim workout in. So I can cross off two things at once, get it done. And so we get to the beach, have a blast. I hop out into the water and uh, long story short, blood sugars were perfectly in range the entire time. Uh, we had a blast hanging out together as a family. I came in from my swim workout. Uh, you know, I emerged from the sea like Aquaman, uh, though I'm not as uh, ripped as Jason Derulo or out of whatever his name is, <laughs> the character that plays that guy. Uh, but it was a fun time and I uh, was able to be fully present with my family, with my daughter, my wife, and uh, my daughter was a little bit nervous about the waves. And so I grabbed her up and I'm still in my wetsuit for my swim and uh, actually my first open water swim as well and was able to enjoy time with her without even thinking about blood sugars. And I didn't realize that until afterwards that, uh, you know, I got back, plugged my insulin pump back in and took my wetsuit off and was like, huh. I mean, I knew I was going to be in range, but it didn't even cross my mind to check my blood sugars. And I thought, how fantastic is that? I that should be the first thing I would do. I come out of the water and I go straight to my CGM. Like, what's my blood sugar? Am I going to go low? You know, uh, but in this, this circumstance, having not done the beach in a long time, but having mastered a lot of my blood sugars, not all, I still have rough days, but a lot of them, um, it was refreshing to be able to live in the moment, be present and not have to worry about the what ifs of blood sugars. Uh, but I want to tell you a bit about the plan that went into action to make that happen. And then of course, get into the whole vitamin C thing. Uh, so the plan for me was three quarters, not a full, but three quarters of a protein bar. Uh, I'll tell you a bit about that in a different 
episode or a different video that I do, but uh, essentially I use blood sugar formulas or calculations. So I calculated the exact amount of carbohydrates and proteins and fats that I needed to stay stable through that specific exercise. And I was able to go out into the water, disconnect from my CGM, everything worked out great as you mentioned, or as I mentioned, as you heard, and uh, three quarters of a protein bar kept me stable. But what I initially uh, mentioned at the beginning of this episode is what happened. It was too much vitamin C. And I did mention as well, not what you're thinking of because it's vitamin S-E-A, the sea, like the ocean. It was a play on words. Uh, yep, that's true. Uh, now, vitamin C itself, the one you take when you're sick, that's not going to lead to the same fluctuations that I saw today, uh, at least not at a normal dose, right? If you overdose on any kind of nutrient, you might see some uh, not intended effects. But with vitamin C, and I wish I had like text pop up on the screen, maybe it will. <laughs> it says SEA, like the ocean. Um, I was disconnected from my insulin pump. And the reason that's important is that the exercise itself led to an initial drop in blood glucose levels because exercise burns glucose, right? Uh, even though I had consumed a protein bar, it wasn't finished digesting. The timing of it wasn't perfect. You know, it took us a little bit longer to find parking than I anticipated. So there was a gap there, but I still stayed in range, thankfully. But I did drop, right, from the activity itself. And if you didn't know this, now you do. Very helpful to understand that uh, as somebody living with type 1 diabetes, you might want to consider what drop might happen if you're active, especially for an aerobic activity, okay? Now, once the drop happens, I'm out there for probably 45 minutes, you know, swimming and let's be real, it wasn't just a workout, I was also body surfing, <laughs> having a lot of fun out there because the ocean is amazing. Uh, but after coming in, this is the second impact, the delayed blood glucose rise from uh, an overabundance of vitamin C, S-E-A, I'm gonna call it vitamin ocean, just so you guys don't get distracted. Uh, vitamin ocean, <laughs> I had an overabundance of it today. And as a result of being in the ocean for 45 minutes, my blood sugar started to rise. You ask yourself, Matt, why would your blood sugars rise just from being in the ocean? Well, it wasn't just being in the ocean that led to this. It was the secondary impact of being in the ocean, which was that I was disconnected from my insulin pump, which means I received no basal insulin for those 45 minutes that I was in the water. Now, that's important to consider because I introduced fuel or food before going out to keep me in range, to keep me stable, which it did. I saw a slight decline in blood sugars, but that was indented. I started at 144. I ended at, uh, I think it was like 129, something like that. So was that a 15 point drop? Cool. I dig it. Right. But afterwards, the food's still digesting because proteins and fats, right? But you also see a slight delay in digestion. If you're super active, I was working out, I was sweating. Um, with that disconnection from my insulin pump, there's a lack of basal, which I need to keep me in range. So if that had continued longer than 45 minutes, it would have been a much different outcome, right? Uh, I would have to consider adding insulin to replace the missing insulin from being disconnected. Now, in this specific scenario, I was 129, it was starting to come down. So I decided to take no action. And as a result, blood sugar stabilized, I think at like 115, came back to 130 where I was at for lunch, thought, wow, great, I nailed it, right? It's a great outcome. <laughs> Very happy about how that plan turned out. I love it when a plan comes together. Uh, but then, about an hour later, my blood sugars took off. 
started skyrocketing and it was from lunch. And this is why I love this example, even though I hated living through it because it shows you that I make mistakes too. I thought, you know what? I think blood sugars are cooperating. And I ignored my calculation. I ignored the blood sugar formula. I said, you know what? That math is wrong. There's no way <laughs> everything's behaving. And so I didn't give an extra dose that I, I knew I should have to cover the missing basil, which in this case, I know my patterns. I know that, that is what would have been necessary. But instead, uh, blood sugar skyrocketed. I did hit just above 200. The highest reading that I saw was 210. I was like, oh, that hurts, right? That was a bummer. Uh, thankfully, it was hours after the event. Yeah, I, I would rather that than have experienced a low while in the ocean and not have CGM readings and not know and potentially drown, right? That's a worst case scenario. but that's what i would rather avoid so the high is it's it's lesser of two evils in this case uh, but what i want you to take away from this is that it's not just one linear equation with diabetes it's not just an insulin to carb ratio it's not even just your glucose tolerance ratio or your burn rates through activities or any of these things it's a combination of equations that are layered and you have to be considering the second impact of uh, your activity on blood sugars the third impact on blood sugars so in this case my initial action was to have a snack before the activity that solved the first problem i didn't go low i took my pump off because it was necessary my insulin pump had nowhere to clip onto because it's a wetsuit but also it's not technically rated for waterproof over 30 minutes uh, and i think you're not even supposed to take it below six feet and i'm diving under waves right i'm doing open water swimming to practice for this triathlon uh, and so being disconnected from my pump what's the secondary impact of that an eventual delayed rise in blood glucose once the insulin sensitivity wears off from the event of activity itself, right? Now, beyond that, we can start tackling like uh, the delayed onset of insulin sensitivity that would hit me hours later or the type of meal that I consumed for lunch did that replenish the, the glycogen stores in my muscle tissue, all of these crazy things. There's so much more to this and the science is truly fascinating, but I don't wanna overwhelm you with too much. So today I wanna end with an analogy. After I finished my workout, I was laying out there in the ocean and just taking it all in. If you didn't know this, uh, just seeing the ocean or any form of open water, like your vision, seeing open water is healthy for your brain. It's healthy for you to uh, reset, to recover, to get in touch with nature. It's kind of like the whole grounding thing. Uh, if you don't know what that is, going barefoot on dirt, grass, soil, anything really, that is the earth is very helpful for you as well. There's an electrical charge. Not gonna get into that right now though. So seeing the water, beneficial. Being in the water, floating, is amazing. Like not just because it's like, ah, I feel happy. It's actually good for you uh, on a molecular level. But all that aside, I'm sitting out there floating, enjoying what, I mean, essentially is the beach that I grew up learning how to surf on 25 years ago, my goodness. Anyways having a blast and this analogy hit me with type 1 diabetes where uh, i was floating but it wasn't effortless and when i had first learned how to swim i was frantically paddling and you know just trying to move and just keep my head above water don't die don't drown <sighs> and i'm ex i'm extending extending expending yeah expending all of this effort just to stay afloat 
And when we're first diagnosed with diabetes, it can often feel like that, right? Where you're just constantly chasing the highs, you know, suffering with the lows. They're pulling you out of the everyday life where you're trying to live and be quote unquote normal, but it's just so difficult because diabetes can pull us out of the moment, pull us out of our, uh, our participation with family, with friends, with creating memories. Yeah, at least that's what my experience was when blood sugars were all over the map initially. And over time, you start to learn how to balance things out a little bit. You start to learn how to tread water, so to speak, where you learn how to use your legs, your arms, and move with the water to keep you afloat. And it's less effort. And over time, again, more practice, more experience. Maybe you've hired a swim coach to teach you these things and look at the technique. You can minimize your efforts required to stay above water, but also develop new skills to get out of the water, like water polo players will use this effort to go and hide uh, or go for a big shot, right? If you're going to take a shot on goal, they can push themselves out of the water like a dolphin. <laughs> it's crazy. So the more time you take to hone in these skills, the more comfortable and the more effortless it seems it can feel and the better results you'll get. But they do not come easy, right? And I'm sitting out there uh, and I'm, I'm utilizing multiple things. I've got my hands, I'm swishing around with a very specific movement to keep me afloat. I don't even need my feet anymore. My feet are floating in front of me and just with my hands, I'm keeping afloat. I'm also wearing a wetsuit. Wetsuits have a natural buoyancy tendency to them. It helps you to float as well. It's kind of like using the technology we have access to with these CGMs and insulin pumps and even glucometers could be considered helpful technology because it tells us where our blood sugars are at. So in combination, I'm using the wetsuit, I'm using my hands, I got my balance, right? All these things come into play to create this seemingly effortless endurance out in the water, keeping my head above water. It's no longer a scared fight for survival to keep my head above water and avoid drowning. Now it's about enjoying the moment and taking periodic moments to keep myself afloat to put the efforts in to continue enjoying the moment right so similarly like diabetes there is no complete autopilot there is no moment where i stopped paddling uh you know i didn't use my breath that uh, filling my lungs to keep me afloat i would sink if i stopped all the things that i was doing right just like with diabetes you can't completely stop calculating. You can't just stop counting carbs, stop taking your insulin. Right? It doesn't work that way. And this is a reality that I've had to come to terms with over the years is that it's never going to be completely gone until maybe one day, who knows, fingers crossed, there's a cure. <laughs> right? And I stopped believing that news uh, a long time ago. I'll still hold out hope. But uh, I've decided to take matters into my own hands instead of waiting for a cure or waiting for better insulin pumps or treatments. Yeah, they may come, they may not. But the fact of the matter is either way, I'm going to give my best efforts now to take care of myself, to learn the skills necessary, to put the practice in to develop these seemingly effortless skills to keep me afloat so I can focus on other things where I can look at the waves, the sunset, my daughter on the beach. I don't want diabetes to pull me out of those moments, right? And similarly, I came in from that from my workout, right? I, I'd exercise for 45 minutes. Most people would be concerned with going low. Instead, I saw my daughter standing at the edge of the ocean, nervous, but being bold, being brave and staring it down, waiting for her moment of courage <laughs> to hit her. And I crawled up to her and I grabbed her and uh, we walked back into the ocean together. She's holding on tight, not wanting to, to be let go into the waves and a fury. 
uh, and we touched the ocean together. I got to be present with her in that moment because I've taken the time to hone these skills, to develop uh, you know, tactics and strategies. So along with that, I know I mentioned in the beginning, I was going to mention supplements a little bit. So quick thoughts, vitamin C, it's not going to, uh, vitamin, the letter C, right? The actual vitamin, uh, not going to lead to wild fluctuations of blood sugars. And you should probably watch your dosage. Don't, don't overconsume things. It, just like if you're in a, a, a deficit of micronutrients, if you're not at a good level of vitamin C, it's also not good to be too far above the level. You got to find the balances. So if you are going to look into supplements, get your blood labs tested. I'm actually headed to get my labs tested in two days, which is going to include my A1C. <laughs> Let's see where that lands. Uh, it should be good. I'm excited about it. Uh, but another one I wanted to mention was vitamin D. So the, the vitamin S-E-A, you know, the word play that I use to get you to watch this video uh, or listen to the podcast, it, it was a fluctuation waiting to happen, right? I go out in the ocean, my blood sugars drop. I had the protein bar to avoid that, but because I was disconnected from my insulin pump, blood sugars did eventually go up because I was missing basal. However, vitamin D at its root comes from the sun, right? But we can also take it in supplemental form. Uh, there's actually a link, yeah, I would not call it a causation, but a link to vitamin D deficiency and type 1 diabetes diagnosis which was very interesting when I came across this, uh, this piece of scientific research. Uh, but in addition to that, most of us are, especially if you don't live in San Diego, or in my case, I live in San Diego, but I just don't go outside very often. Uh, we are deficient in certain vitamins and minerals. And for this one, vitamin D, I've been deficient in this in the past. So I added in vitamin D to my morning routine. So every morning I actually take vitamin D pills and uh, I supplement with that. So uh, what I would encourage you to do as I'm doing this week, get your bloods tested, your blood labs, uh, get some panels done and see where things are at. See if you are deficient in any supplements that you can take or any micronutrients, rather your vitamins, your minerals, and see what your primary care and your endo recommend, because they might have some ideas that could balance things out for you. Uh, and if you want to go a level deeper, which I will be doing, uh, getting a hormone panel done, I'm doing lipid panels, APOB, uh, LPA, looking at A1C alongside other blood labs, and uh, ultimately trying to get everything mapped out because I want to do an in-depth comparison for you guys as I'm training for a triathlon, see what changes and what things need to be supplemented even further. Last note for this, if you're going to supplement, look into natural supplementation first. Uh, I, I go towards pills only when I have to. So if there's a way for me to consume fresh foods that have the micronutrients, vitamins, and minerals that I need, that's going to be a better source than a simple multivitamin. However, in most cases, multivitamin is going to be better for you than nothing. So talk with your doctor. This obviously is not medical advice. You know, seek out your medical care team. Uh, do some research because sometimes you find out things that they just don't tell you because they might not know everything. And that's the case for a lot of people. So all that being said, uh, what does vitamin C do to your blood sugars? If it's the ocean and that's what we're talking about, it can lead to wild fluctuations that you might not be ready for. So think about first order of consequence, second order of consequence, third order of consequence, and ultimately want to look at how can we craft our diabetes management plan to give us the opportunity to float more effortlessly. Not completely because we'll never get there without a cure, but more effortlessly that'll allow us to live in the moment float without tons of effort to keep our heads above water and ultimately not to survive with diabetes but ultimately to thrive with type 1 diabetes so uh i hope you found that one helpful kind of went a few different directions there 
but we got some fun episodes digging into more of the science in upcoming episodes. I'm going to be talking more about nutrition, fitness, blood sugar management strategies, uh, more on the topics of we talked about with like how much carbs, fats, proteins that I need to consume to balance out the exercise so that I didn't go low and didn't have to worry about blood sugars as I came back into shore after 45 minutes of swimming, right? So more on that in future episodes that go up every single week. So if you're not subscribed yet, do hit the subscribe button, hit the bell notification so you get notified. And if you're on YouTube with me, uh, you're going to want to check out this video next. Thanks so much for hanging out and keep up the fight.